This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, guys. Happy Friday. Welcome back to another episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. I realize that this is probably a tad on the echoey side, so I'm going to keep this intro pretty short and sweet. Uh, I actually just moved. I'm about 80 or 90% moved into my new place. So yeah, this weekend is going to be um, putting together Ikea furniture and getting things in order. So anyway, I don't really have my little makeshift podcast studio set up yet. So I am in an empty closet, which might be doing more harm than good for audio fidelity. But anyway, last week on YouTube, I posted a video about how I actually um, send and, you know, put together my freelance contracts and that got a really great response and a lot of follow-up questions. And so I thought that this week would be great to revisit this, uh, Freelance Friday video episode, which is all about the ugly side of money. So that's, you know, contracts and taxes. It's about to be tax time, unfortunately, (laughs) my least favorite time of year. But it's not so bad now that I have some of these tips and tricks up my sleeve, which I talk about in this episode. So I hope you guys enjoy. I hope it's helpful. And as always, be sure to check out the show notes because I'm going to have links to like the YouTube video that I just published and some other uh, recommendations. QuickBooks Self-Employed is huge. I highly recommend everyone get that for tax season. So I'll have my referral link there and just some other things that you should probably check out. So thanks for listening and uh, I hope you enjoy the episode. I actually did my sign off a little bit too soon. I forgot that I have been trying to read iTunes reviews. So thank you guys. I got quite a few in the past couple weeks. So thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. Today's review comes from Leah Tackles Disney. I connected with Leah recently, like not too long ago. She's a fellow Michigander, a fellow content creator. Her stuff is great, especially if you have kids or you really like Disney. So check her out. Her Instagram is Leah Tackles Disney. Um, youtube.com slash Leah Tackles, uh, the mittenprintshop.com is her website, or leahtackles.com. She says, LJ does a great job of sharing insights and strategies without coming across as intimidating. I love this podcast because it's informative with real tips you can begin implementing immediately. I find this extremely useful as someone who is just starting out in freelance social media management, but also useful as a business owner and content creator. This podcast is perfect to listen to during a commute, waiting in the carpool line, or while getting ready in the morning. Thank you, LJ. Thank you so much, Leah. She is the sweetest, and like I said, she makes great content, so be sure to check her out. And with that said, let's actually get into the episode now. Welcome to the Freelance Friday podcast. My name is Latasha James, and I'm your host. This podcast is a deep dive into the challenging, exciting, and oh-so-rewarding world of freelancing. From tips and advice to interviews with the people who are doing it right, this show is for anyone looking to get their hands a little bit dirty and make monetizing their passion a reality. Let's get started. Today I'm going to be talking about kind of the negative side of freelancing. So most of these videos have been pretty positive. I've only done 
two so far. But I got a comment on my first Freelance Friday episode, actually, which I will have linked down below if you missed any episodes. I'll have all of them. Got a comment on that video that really talked about payment in particular. So I'm going to go into my least favorite things about freelancing and hopefully come up with some potential solutions for some of you. Full disclaimer at the beginning of this video, since I'm gonna be talking a lot about payment and legal stuff and contracts and all of that, I'm not a lawyer or a tax professional. Please consult with somebody who knows what they're talking about. I'm just sharing my experiences and it's just supposed to be educational and conversational. It's by no means supposed to be a guide for how you're supposed to live your life and run your business. So let's get into the questions that I've gotten. This comment in particular, she essentially said, I've been freelancing for five years and the number one problem is waiting for payment. So as you probably know, as a freelancer, you don't get paid on a set schedule per se. You don't get a salary. That can be a blessing and a curse because you really get to choose. You, in theory, you get to choose when you get paid, how much you get paid, how often you get paid, if you get paid per hour, if you get paid per project, all of that stuff. The negative side to it obviously is when your clients don't pay you. And the answer should be, should be really simple and that's that you should always get paid before you start doing your work. I have made my mistakes in my past that I'm still paying for and you know I still have clients that have been with me from the beginning that I let pay me at the end because that's how it's always been. But anybody new who signs with me pays me before I deliver the services and that's for a really simple reason and that's because I've had you know a few negative experiences and I've heard enough horror stories to not be put in that position. Now that can be challenging sometimes. I know that some clients just aren't comfortable paying up front. And I get it. I mean, if I'd never worked with a contractor before and didn't know their work style and couldn't really trust them, well, first of all, I wouldn't hire them if I couldn't trust them. You know what I mean? But I do get it. Sometimes people just, it's weird to them. So if that's the case, try to get them to at least pay a deposit. Sometimes for my first month with clients, I'll do um, pay me half like when I start doing the work and then half once I've delivered the writing, the content, the social, whatever it is. So yeah, that's one option. The second part to that is whether they pay at the beginning or at the end or in the middle or whatever you guys decide on, there should always be a contract. A contract is a legally binding document that essentially says you're doing work and they have to pay you for it. Now, there's a lot about freelancing that really isn't fair, um, and I'm not gonna get into the politics of it all, but there's not a whole lot of legal protection for us in most cases. However, and again, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know what I'm talking about, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you're going to have a lot better chances of winning a case or you know persuading a court or whatever to force somebody into paying what they owe if you have a signed contract. You're just gonna be more likely than having nothing, than just having word of mouth or an email or something like that. Um, so always, 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 before you start, before you pick up your pen and start writing an outline, get a contract signed. If they want to hire you, they need to sign a contract. And that word really freaks me out when I first started freelancing. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like 20 and I don't know, like what is a contract? Like this is scary. It's really not scary. I mean, honestly, it can be a very simple thing that you type up on your on your own. That's what I started doing when I started freelancing. I would just like hmm, date and you know when they're gonna pay me, what they're gonna pay me, what the project is, stuff like that. I don't know if that was really legit or not, but now I have advanced and I use some actual tools. So the one that I want you to know about for this purpose is called And Co. It's a uh, contract tool basically 
and I believe it's free. I don't believe that I pay for it. And you type in the scope of your project, the payment schedule, the payment amount, the client, your information, whether you want to assess a late fee, whether you want to um, be able to have the rights to put their name in your portfolio, like all of those details, you just check boxes and type numbers in. It will draft up a contract for you that you can then sign it and then email it to your client. They'll, they'll e-sign it and it is good to go. You can save the PDF and um, print it, whatever you need to do with it, and it's all set. So there's no excuse not to have a contract. At the very minimum, you'll have that. Hey, remember when it said that you'll pay me? It's time to do that. There's a few things that I always make sure to put into my contracts because it's not just about like, oh, I'm gonna do XYZ for you and get paid XYZ. Obviously the payment amount is kind of important. But even more important or equally as important as the payment amount is the payment schedule. So like I said, are they gonna pay you at the beginning on the contract date? Are they gonna pay you at the end when you've um, gave them the deliverables? Are you, they gonna pay you at a certain time, date in the month? Um, how is that gonna work? So make sure to lay that out, write it out explicitly so that there's no arguing about it. The other thing is make sure to also explain if there's a late fee and when an invoice is considered late. So this really depends and obviously like I'm super flexible. I mean, I have like a hard policy written into my contracts for the sake of like, you know, getting my payments, but obviously you can be flexible. If you're working especially with individuals or small businesses like I do, I get it, life happens sometimes. But anyway, um, have that written in there. I start charging a late fee after three days. It sounds really mean, it sounds really aggressive, it looks really nasty written in a contract, but at the end of the day, I always get my money. I've knock on wood, I've never had a client not pay me. Now I have definitely had people pay me late um, and that is a problem, but you know, as long as you have a document that is saying they're supposed to pay you and if you just kind of say, hey, remember, they typically will pay you. So that's the first and probably the most negative thing about being a freelancer. I hope that helped. I also will list the invoicing software that I use, which is also free, I believe. It's called Wave. Number two, the next, ooh, this might be the worst for me actually, part about being a freelancer is taxes and just like general cash flow and stuff like that. It's really confusing, especially if you're like an independent contractor, sole proprietor, LLC, like there's all these different like classifications and tax things. Yeah, after you start, start making a certain amount of money, you should just really make it a point to get an accountant, go visit an accountant, talk to somebody to figure it all out because it starts to happen really fast. And that's how it started with me. Like I started just doing like one-off jobs here and there, like, oh, like get paid a hundred dollars for a project every couple months, you know, like something really small that wasn't really worth like starting a business for anything like that and then once you start to like get clients it starts to accelerate and you're like wait a second like this like i mean it's it's a good thing i guess but it's also kind of terrifying because it's like wait like how do i pay taxes on it and what is what is this so yeah it's very complicated long story short make sure to save a significant portion of your earnings whether you are just a sole proprietor and you don't have a business, an official business, whether you have a business, 
whatever it is, make sure to save like 25 to 30% of your income at least, I think is what they typically recommend. And if you save too much, that's awesome because then you'll have a little bit of savings left for next tax season or to buy yourself something nice or whatever. So save money out of every payment that you get, just make it a habit. Like if you're not making a ton and if you really are only making like 100 or $200 a month or something really small, then I get it how it's hard to do that. But if you're making, you know, a significant income or just a steady income, there's no excuse not to do that because just think about it like a regular job. I mean, you don't actually get paid, you know, $10 an hour or $20 an hour or how, whatever your wage is. Like you don't actually get paid that because they take taxes out of it. So just think about it like that. I mean, you've always worked like that before, whether you had a job at the mall or at a bank or wherever it was, you've always gotten taxes taken out. So just take take them out. It can definitely be very tempting when you see all that, that whole lump sum sitting there to just spend it. But just keep in mind, you are going to pay for it at the end of the year or at the beginning of the year, quarterly, whatever it is. And you're not going to like it. It adds up, man. It adds up and it's totally true. More money, more problems. Number two regarding taxes is save all of your receipts. If you travel for business, if you go take a client out to lunch, um, if you buy pens strictly for your business, if you buy a computer strictly for your business, it, any purchase that you make that is for your business, for your freelancing career, save that receipt. And it might not be able to be written off, but if you take it to your tax professional and show them everything, they'll figure out what can and cannot be written off. It's better to be safe than sorry and to have a receipt for something than not to. The last point that I'm gonna to touch on, because I know this video is already getting pretty long, is just general like accountability and stress of being a freelancer. So, you know, Freelancing is totally different than a day job because you know, you don't have somebody behind you managing your projects and you know, it's kind of steering you in a direction and asking you how things are going and you don't have that. It's very much you are in control, which is a blessing and a curse. You'll probably hear me say that a lot about freelancing because it truly is a blessing and a curse. Um, you know, it's amazing because you don't have to answer to anyone and you have total creative control and blah, blah, blah. But it's also kind of terrifying because you also have no one to lean on or hide behind if something goes wrong or if you have a question or if you don't know how to do something and a client asks for something or you know if you don't get paid you can't just tell your manager hey can you call hr for me like it doesn't work like that so um yeah it can get very stressful and you can have a lot of weight on your shoulders so i think i talked about this in my youtube q a don't be afraid to ask for help um whether it's, you know, hiring another freelancer to help you with some very small like paperwork kind of projects or whatever it is, or, you know, reaching out to your network and hiring an accountant so you don't have to spend hours and hours and hours and hours doing your own taxes and freaking out that you did them wrong. Just lean on people. Make friends with fellow small business owners. Watch things like this that give you resources and knowledge. Because yeah, it's really hard to do alone. I mean, I know that we do this alone, but there's no way that I did this on my own, if that makes sense. I mean, I leaned on a lot of people to do it. And yeah, as far as clients, I mean, like it can be really terrifying sometimes. I'm like afraid to check my email because if I send something over it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I send a photo edit over, like I create a social media image for somebody and I'm like, oh my gosh, like what if they hate it? What if they think it's horrible and it looks terrible? You know, you never know what the response is gonna be. And so it can be kind of terrifying, but um, yeah, you just have to be confident and also just explain, be ready to explain to any client 
why you did something a certain way. Don't just like lollygag and just do something, like throw something out there. Like you always have to have a business reason behind it. So I really recommend that you get kind of pretty well versed in business itself. I mean, just because you're good at social media or good at graphic design or good at whatever it is your talent is, doesn't mean that you're well versed in business. And at the end of the day, if you're catering towards individuals and small businesses or large businesses, I don't work with big businesses, you that's what they care about. They care about ROI, they care about revenue and results. Like they don't care about that a social media image was pretty. Like that doesn't matter to them. I hope this video was helpful. Please do continue to send me your suggestions. I really loved that comment. So that's what sparked this whole video. So yeah, if you have any specific questions or topics you'd like me to talk about in the next Freelance Friday, please leave them in a comment down below. I'd also really love it if you gave this video a thumbs up and if you subscribe to my channel for updates, I post videos multiple times per week. So yeah, hope you enjoyed and I will see you next time. Bye. And that's it for this episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to let me know. Rating this podcast is a huge help. And you can also tweet me at a journey east with comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes. Lastly, make sure to join my private Facebook group, Money Making Micro Influencer, if you're interested in elevating your influence and taking charge of your personal brand. There are so many like-minded, bright individuals in there, and it's a place I love to offer up free advice and a little bit of extra fun into. You can find it by searching Facebook for Money Making Micro Influencer. It'll also be linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.